Well, you may be forgiven for thinking that life on farms appears somewhat normal across many of Australia's sheep properties, despite the unravelling global coronavirus pandemic. However, logistics, markets, inputs and indeed people surrounding everyday farm life can be very much affected and as we're about to hear, we are all connected one way or the other. It is impossible to ignore the direct and indirect effects of the coronavirus and in this episode of The Yarn, we again hear directly from the centre of the wool processing and consuming world, China. Hello and welcome to The Yarn, a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Marius Cumming. Two months ago, we heard from Lizzie Shen in Shanghai, who gave a very real picture of what lockdown looked like for the everyday. Lizzie is significant as she has been central to the importation of Australian wool into China since the 1990s and works as an agent for many of the very large wool processing mills. Given the shadow this pandemic is casting across the entire globe, we thought it apt to hear from Lizzie Shen again. Lizzie, thank you for joining us on The Yarn once again. Last time we spoke in early February, things were quite dire in Shanghai. Uh, you were saying that you were in lockdown. What is everyday life like in Shanghai now? Oh, it's getting better. We don't have to have temperature tested everywhere we go now. When I go back home or go to the market or go to the shopping centres, no more temperature testing. So we are free to go everywhere we want, but it's all about our self-discipline, our self-conscientious, how much we care about it. Our cinemas are open, but hardly any people there. Maybe sometimes only one person sitting in a big cinema, because it is a dangerous place with an isolated space. And uh, for shopping centers, we really need more people go there and buy clothing to improve our wool industry, but unfortunately people just go out to buy life essentials like foods or uh, some uh, drinks. Clothing shopping still very, very low level. So you did say that the mills are up and running again. Um, These mills that you know very well, are they up to full capacity or are they less than that? They wanted eagerly to open after the long holidays, then they found not enough workers because many workers are from those uh, uh, heavily infected areas. And now they have almost all the workers, but they find not enough orders. And from mid-March, there are more and more cancellations from Europe and USA. While their situation in the coronavirus is getting worse and worse, this is very striking news for the whole industry because when they want to cancel the order for garment, it will transfer to fabric and then yarn, then wool tops, then everything. So regarding wool demand, it's worse than what we were experiencing in February. Yes, and um, nobody sells any wool until someone at retail purchases something. So until that, until consumers are buying wool, the Chinese mills and Australian wool growers really don't really sell any wool. The industry itself suffers. Oh, yes. Only encouraging thing is uh, open top clients are still active. 
because those open tops may be mainly for China domestic use. And as you know, China whole situation is getting better and better. So maybe there is some uh, consumptions. So our sales in open tops are better than other types. You did say in early February that the amount of wool in stock was low for for fleece wools, for longer wools. It was quite low for carbos and and not great for open tops. So is there some raw wool building up now at these mills? I would say greasy stock is still low, similar to February, but wool top stocks are accumulating because they are not selling wool tops. So the stock level for wool tops is higher now. And there are a lot of uh, stocks in yarn, fabric, and garments in China because no export. So to that to that end, to that point, Lizzie, uh, we've seen the U.S. government with an enormous stimulus package. The Australian government is trying to stimulate the economy that is suddenly on life support. Is there any chance that the central government in China may try to stimulate the economy and as it has done before, put in new orders for uniforms for your, for your massive public service? Our government is trying every effort to stimulate our economy, but those are mainly big economies like roads and then real estate and then cars. Those contribute more to our economy. So textile industry is too small to the government. And regarding uniforms, we have to go back to normal life then people will think about uniforms. Right now, we haven't gone back to normal life yet. So I think the first half of 2020 is impossible for any uniforms. Yes, that is hard news. If consumers in Europe are not buying wool, if consumers in America are not buying wool, and if consumers in China are not buying wool, then this does not point well for the rest of 2020, for either your end of the industry, the the processing end, or our end at the wool growing end? Yes, true. We can only see some hope after the, the global coronavirus situation is over. Then we will see good demand and a good price level, much better price levels than now. So it's interesting, Lizzie, at our end, some farmers now looking to obviously try to source uh, certain farming inputs, fertiliser, drench, vaccines, what have you, that are required for running sheep. And uh, we are also reliant on China from from one way or the other, uh, logistics, manufacturing, shipping. It's interesting how closely we are all connected. Oh, yes, the world is fully connected, yes. What would you like to say, Lizzie, to, to wool growers? They are listening to you very intently. We are aware of just how much weight that your, um, your experience has. They're getting perhaps increasingly concerned about how long this market may stay down. What are your thoughts on the rest of 2020? I think it all depends on coronavirus. If the coronavirus is still there, then the uh, American stock market will still be low level and the Australian dollar will still be low. So uh, if I were a far, far grower, I would keep my wool until the whole situation is over. But I don't know whether after this summer in the northern hemisphere or to the end of this year or across to the next calendar year, 2021. At this stage, it's too hard to say because uh, 
Chinese people behave themselves very well when the government told us to stay at home. But it looks like Europeans, Americans, they don't fear about this. So they just keep going out and having parties and, and uh, uh, drinks. So uh, we really don't know how long it will take uh, the whole situation overcome. Uh, our experts said it doesn't matter how many countries do well. It only matters how well the worst country does. After the worst country controls well, then the whole world will go back to normal. Yes, that does make a lot of sense. And as you say, countries such as Australia that are not used to being told what to do uh, resist any sort of authority to a certain degree, and that is very, very dangerous at the moment. Lizzie, you are very well connected to the processing industry in China. How do they manage this risk if if they are not selling their products uh, overseas? Do they shut down? Do they build up their own products? Do they... Um, lay off staff? How do they manage the situation? They try to produce less, like only run the daytime, not running the nighttime, and uh, buy less wool. And uh, at, this, at this stage, I, sh- I show great respect to my clients because not even one top-making mail has not been cancelled by their orders, by their customers. But our greasy customers are behaving well. They try every effort not to walk away from any contract, although all of them have cancellations. So at this time, they are having a very difficult time, but they are trying every effort to open LC for our orders. And so from this situation, we, we were very surprised that any buyers or customers uh, buying garments from China, they can cancel contracts. So easily. It, it was out of my expectation. I thought after the situation, they should get some compensation or carry out or honor the contract. My customer said, no, they will never carry out the contract. A contract is cancelled very easily. Uh, is, so yeah. at the moment, they are having extremely difficult time. They are cancelled, but they are not supposed to cancel our greasy contracts. How is that possible? As you say, that sounds very surprising that that is even possible, that you can cancel contracts such as that. Because they use the reason as uh, you, you can't overcome this force. So USA, France, they can cancel their garments, their fabrics very easily. And very, very damaging, not just for uh, the Chinese economy and those, those mills concerned, but... Uh, the entire industry in the end, really, isn't it? Uh, I suppose what, what else can they do as well? You're expecting them to to take that hit, that cost on and and carry on. Yes, I think most of them will carry on because they have been in this industry for their whole life and they have made money uh, from this industry. They can't do anything else. They will keep going on. Lizzie, um, we're seeing a lot of industries in Australia under a lot of pressure. Uh, obviously, anyone in hospitality is uh, suffering greatly and a, a lot of people are losing jobs across airlines, across retail, across hospitality. This obviously happened in China as well some time ago. Are people being re-employed in these industries as people start to get back to normal? China, many, many companies are government-owned, like our airlines, so... It doesn't really matter to their jobs. They will still be in the job. They're, they're not going to cut anybody. Many state-owned companies, they don't cut any staff. So our jobless rate 
has not really gone up so much as Western countries or like USA. The number was uh, was stunning. So uh, the job rate should be okay now in China, but airlines, restaurants are still suffering. Interesting that here in Australia, Lizzie, you'll uh, perhaps be pleased to know that shearing and farming has been seen as an essential service. Uh, A lot of industries have been shut down, of course, but shearing, um, obviously the harvesting of wool has been seen as an essential service, not just for the welfare of the sheep, but um, overall, and indeed the wool auctions are continuing. For someone who is so important to the purchasing of Australian wool, how Worried are you that you may not be able to buy wool at auction if indeed that closes? Tuesday night, there was news from Australia that wool auction may be stopped from Thursday. Then there was a panic in China. They tried to buy anything they can because they thought Australia may shut down for four or five weeks. So you know those mills are still still need greasy wool to run their mill. So if one or two months stop of auction will really matter because other wool countries like New Zealand, RSA, Uruguay, Argentina have all stopped. So now the only source is from Australia. It is very good for Australian government to let wool auctions and let shearings go on. It is important to China wool industry. We don't really want to see it stop. And Lizzie, to that point, um, how important is it that your clients um, can continue to buy wool? And if if auctions do close, how important is it that they could purchase online? Uh, We buy wool from Australian exporters. So if auctions stop, if we can still buy from the Australian exporters, it doesn't really matter. As long as we can buy, it doesn't really matter. If totally stop, no purchases, then I think the wool price in RMB local in local market will have to go up. And obviously, we are looking at trying to move to uh, to auctions online through different methods. Um, do you see in the future that buying online might, in fact, take over from physical auctions? Yes, I think. I think it is a good idea to get auction online because it is not painting. Like you have to see every painting when you do hammer auction. But this is wool. You can see the wool in the in the storeroom, and then you can go auction online. I think it, it is with the world advancing. So I, I I will encourage Australia to do that online. It, it will do everybody good. Yes, well, I think it's being trialled pretty much as we speak, Lizzie, so I dare say it's not too far away and this has certainly shown that uh, we are we need to perhaps have that option open to us. Lizzie, this has been a very uh, important conversation at a very difficult time for many people, for everyone, really. So thank you so much for your time and we wish you all the very best. It's great to hear that China is, is getting better. Yes, we hope so. And uh, also I'd like to... Ha- Hope you will stay safe and sound. Thank you, Lizzie, once again. All the best to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Somewhat of a grim but real picture of the current situation in China. The biggest processor of Australian wool, but also our biggest consumer at retail. 
Okay, so as this crisis rolls on, things change. Often they change within a day. But for wool growers looking for specific advice and tips about shearing, managing visitors, protecting staff, goods and services, making changes, market intelligence, wool.com is a central source for specific wool industry advice. Well worth a look to see what's there and a pointer to other valuable sources of information during these challenging days, wool.com. So for up to minute wool news, you can also follow us on Twitter at Wool Innovation and we're on Facebook now as well. But for now, from me, Marius Cumming, thank you for having a yarn with us and look forward to your company again soon.